2: Hello friends, Michael Greywolf here. I wanted to say thank you again for being patient with the lateness of these episodes. We recorded this one shortly after Pride Month ended, and unfortunately life kind of got away from me. But that happens, and we are back now in full swing. Uh, we hope you enjoy this episode, and hope you stick around you know, for all the ones to come. Now, on to the show. Blog Talk Radio Hello and welcome to Walking the Unnamed Path. Walking the Ending Path is a podcast dedicated to expanding on the teachings and techniques given to us by the ancestors of Men Who Love Men and laid out by our late brother and founder, Hyperion. We also touch on general topics and ideas that pertain to queer pagan men on a daily basis. You know, if you haven't already, please you know, hit subscribe and so you can stay up to date on your preferred platform, be whatever it is, uh, so that you know whenever we have a new episode coming out. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Graywolf. And joining me tonight are my fabulous co conspirators co-hosts, Chase Powers and Chris Ripple.
1: Hello. (laughs) Hello. Greetings, fellow (laughs) Earth humans.
2: How are you two lovely beings? We're doing great. I feel (laughs) well-rested. Yay.
1: Yay. I'm doing (laughs) fabulously. I mean, aside from, you know, having to deal with real-world stuff, which bleh, um... I'm brainstorming. I've been brainstorming uh, book topics for the last nice. like two or three weeks. Yeah, a certain other, a certain other Dallas podcaster that we know, and I have been brainstorming on a book.
2: Nice, 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 nice. So you know. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: <laughs> topics and topics in paganism that aren't one oh one that aren't focused around being a white person. And, I don't know, you know, are a little more realistic. Sounds perfect.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Looking forward to seeing more on that.
1: Because I needed another project to work on.
2: Uh, Girl, don't we all. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, you know, you said you're well rested, uh, Chris. You know, you weren't with (laughs) us last time. You have everything all right? You know, did you get everything you needed to on your little break? I think so, yeah.
0: Honestly, um, I I feel like my life is going through one of those seasons where everything just feels like, you know, it's like I feel like everything feels like it's just kind of shifting, (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 a slow shift, and I just keep like moving things out like out of the line, out of the way on the way to the cliff. I'm just like, oh, okay, let's run that, let's run that up the hill, and let's run that up the hill. So it's been a little hectic. It's like one of those moments when you just start to, I guess the center right Kind i feel like it, it feels like the loss of center the loss of like a like a firm grounding so as part of it could be exciting but also like you know i'm not a youngin anymore so i'm just kind of <laughs> uh yeah i'm realizing also like my body not my body has matured and so should my uh time commitments and so should my ability to i don't know say no once in a while to projects like that <laughs> that we're talking about you know but especially with like you know with with uh the completion of Pride Month. I guess, you know, we're gonna touch on that tonight. It it's it's been interesting because, you know, I during Pride Month I just pushed everything off, right? And just said, Hey, this is Pride Month, this is what we're doing and So you know, I mean Pride is a celebration but it's also a lot of work, you know? So like mm-hmm. I was focusing on the work of the of the month but and then you make promises to yourself, right? That oh, you know, I'm gonna be better about that um next month, right? <laughs> but now that it's here you know the universe remembers all those promises that you made, and then you know it gives you opportunities to um, prove yourself right. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's that's where I've kind of been lately. You know, I, unfortunately, my my parents, uh, my my dad's health uh, hasn't been that great, so that's part of it mm-hmm. too. And I'm actually going to be relocating. My lease is up at the end of August, so I'm looking for places to live. So there's that. Oh. Yeah. I know. I heard, like, one of the co-hosts of Walking the On-Name Path has a new pad. Maybe they're looking for a roomie. <laughs> <laughs> I, JK. I, I can't interest can't you yeah, favorite yeah. looking right now.
2: <laughs> uh, I was going to say, you're going to be bike coastal now? You're going to move this? <laughs> <By-coastal>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, girl, if you have learned how to bi-locate, like, clue a bitch in, because I have work to do. <laughs> right? <sighs> I know.
0: I keep remind myself, you know what, this incarnation is a human experience because, you know, it's intended to be a human experience. <laughs> um, so, you know, realms of physics, right, the rules of physics apply. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I guess just generally speaking, things have felt hectic but not droning yet and trying to figure out ways to, um, you know, remind myself that, that there is a step there, <laughs> to step up on it,
1: you know. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, i mean you know i gotta say relocating to portland was pretty much exactly the thing i needed so Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have sometimes unfortunately that's just a thing where you gotta be like i gotta shake some (laughs) stuff up time to go i mean for me it was more like although i will say for me it was literally the dark goddess telling me um so here's the thing you either like quit being scared of doing this and do it or you get to stay in houston forever (laughs) <laughs> so i was like okay awesome <laughs> time awesome. to go
0: <laughs> i feel like largely like when i relocated to uh hawaii that's that's what um it was about i, mean, I remember like i don't know I, I, tend to, I tend to i tend to be a workaholic and i tend to i I come from a place of like people pleasing and like just going deeper and deeper into like my shadow work there but i, I remember when i relocated Before relocating, I was working at a nonprofit, and I was basically in the office more hours than anything else, you know. So my partner at the time, like luckily, was very understanding, but, you know, I was never home. I was never doing anything. I was always just doing work or hanging out with work people because we were still actually working, (laughs) you know. Uh, So I think when I relocated to Hawaii, that's like largely uh, what that was about, you know, and lots of healing for sure. And just connecting connecting to Aina, to land in a new way. So, yeah. I think, you know what also, too, I realized is, like, I think when, you're, when your default is to be busy, like, not having things on your schedule or, quote, unquote, not being busy is really a lot of work. <laughs> you know? And it's also um, a little disorienting. So, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, this is how I feel right now. Because those commitments that I had are completed. Now it starts, it's starting to feel like the paint is kind of like melting off the walls a little bit. I don't know. It's kind of like forcing me to like step away from this crumbling foundation and to see like what's real after all is completed. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very dramatic, but I, I it just is kind of, you know, I'm just kind of grinning. You, you, you two know me. I'm just like a pretty smiley person, so I'm just kind of smiling like a fool through it, you know. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Check up on me once in a while. Make sure I'm not drowning
1: in paints, you know. <laughs> I mean, welcome to eclipse season. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: it's a true story. Yeah, it's true. Um, our brother, uh, our brother Nishia Ken, who was my my teacher, uh, was telling us about that and giving us a little heads up before we walked into this.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, I think it applies. <laughs> manifest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, how about you, Michael? What's going on with you?
2: Uh, where to start? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, you know, a little tying into what we're going to be talking about tonight. I've been feeling very restless the last few days. And I'm very much a... I very much have a wandering spirit. Like, I want to... Like every so often, it just hits me that I need to change something. I need to move. I need to do something. And I'm getting that feeling, but I'm also like, I don't know if I'm in a good spot to just up and change something (laughs) major. Uh, So dealing with that. Hmm. And I'm also starting to work with uh, our brothers here in Texas, uh, Sphinx and Cliff. Because uh, we're wanting to be the hosts for the next Stone and Staying.
0: Oh yes, I heard whispers so, of that. That's amazing. Yes,
2: yeah. so we're we're trying to figure everything out, and it's one of those things where you're we're like, I wish we were a little bit more organized, because <laughs> there's, there's like no guidebook for. You know how to put together Stone and Stang, you know that you can just pass on to the next group who decides they want to host it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like <laughs> if so only you knew
1: some. If only you knew anyone who was part of the first planning committee. Gosh, <laughs> That's sounds actually. So rough. I
2: have. I know very few people who were on the committee. The only person that I know who was on the committee was Matthew, and he's the one I've been reaching out to. Because he, he's the only one I can think of. Hey, I wasn't, I was not initiated when they had the first one, Chase. So I do not I know, know who all was in the.
1: Neither was neither <laughs> was Matthew.
2: I know, but he was in the last planning committee. So. It's true. It's true. So that's what i is <laughs> going on. Google and Google
1: Calendar is your friend.
2: Mm-hmm. Google yes.
1: Calendar is your friend. Set up a calendar just for that. Share it with all the people. <laughs> That is for for anybody who might be listening who is planning an event. A shared calendar is your friend because it is very hard, especially if you have people who live in multiple places across the country. And given the size of Texas, when you have people who live on opposite corners of Texas, as you guys do, having a shared calendar with uh, uh with that sends you reminders for meetings and things is like the first. Ground step to get everybody organized.
2: That's true. I mean, for for not for not having you know a lot of like stuff to go off of, I feel like we we're on a good track. Like we have an ideal spot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We have like what we think it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. We just don't have like a date pinned down and a theme, which oh, are two well, really a thing. important things.
1: I mean, yeah. well, the date is probably more important. The theme is a the thing that you guys can brainstorm and come up with. Yeah. Also, and this is just sort of a reminder, but um, I have the first program still, like I have, a P- I have the PDF of the first program
2: that I can send to you,
1: just awesome. so you guys can sort of like see what we did back
2: then. Yes, I would very much like you to send that to me.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Our listeners, can you tell us what Stone and Stang is, in case people don't know?
2: So Stone and Stang is... A gather a gathering for men who have men that is hosted by the Brothers of the Ending Path. It was inspired by Hyperion's experiences at Between the Worlds from what yeah. I've been told. Oh, okay. So it's so you you know what Between the Worlds is and you know, it is a gathering for men who have men. There's workshops, there's social time. Uh, there's just brotherhood. There's community building. And I have never been to Sternstein. You know, the oh, yeah, that, neither you know, have I. You know, yeah, when we host it here, it will be the first time I will have been able to attend because I cannot really afford to travel to California. Mm-hmm. So one, one of the things that we are wanting to do with this Sternstein is to make it a I mean, it was definitely affordable for you know a good portion of people who have attended in the past, but we wanted to make it a little bit more affordable. Uh, so I think the most we have it as like is like 250, and that includes four nights. It's, it's uh, four days. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and two meals each day included in the price. And you can choose between camping or uh, The bunkhouse. The bunkhouse only has like uh, 10 beds, but they're from full to queen size.
1: Oh, that sounds nice. How Um, many
0: bears can you fit on (laughs) 10 queen size beds?
2: Girl. (laughs) We we will have to see. (laughs) We (laughs) will have to see. Sounds like a nightbreaker. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, this is all still like we're still in the planning stages and whatnot. We, you know, I definitely like you know Sphinx, Cliff, and I were all like checking in with each other, being like, okay, what else do we need to figure out? What do we need to do? Like weekly check-ins, so that we can stay on top of this. Mm-hmm. And since we do everything, since we're doing everything in Messenger, there's a, you know, there is a record of what we've all what we've said, and whatnot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So we're you know, excited about that, but I'm also like, oh my God, I'm going to just die, because besides that, I am also uh, going to be working with Ken on his next round of classes, which should be oh, starting. All exciting! Soon. Oh, that's awesome. I I, I did the student teaching with Chase, uh-huh. but just so, I ha- so that I have another POV, because Chase also initiated me, I would right. have gone through it twice with chase ideally you're supposed to do the student teacher with someone else and i was when i went through it the first time because i was initially doing it with raven moon before he passed mm, and then chase what chase was able to take over his class and you know i'm like huh, i re- really should get another pov if i yep become a teacher no.
0: For sure that's a great idea i and I, I remember i as as a um apprentice, I really appreciated that that was something that was kind of worked in to the Unnamed path uh like brothers, mm-hmm. this idea of like you know this this everyone being at the table, everyone having access to uh the information you know, and then the sharing of the information that you bring back I think that was great, so yeah, I definitely agree and Ken's a darling, so
2: <laughs> oh, um, oh yes, yeah, so but. I- I, I know that. I know that. Yeah, that'd be hard. Yeah, but yeah. So, gonna be doing all that, and you know, getting ready for between the worlds. Yeah. I submitted a proposal for a workshop. Oh, you're doing better than me, then, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and I might have to start looking for a new job. I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I love my. I love my current job, but I'm not getting paid enough. Mm-hmm. Mm, like so. Uh, The joys The joys of all this mm-hmm. but yeah. You can do it I keep telling myself that I keep telling <laughs> myself that Well <laughs> Yeah But yeah Ken's <laughs> your,
1: your go to guy For a get a job spell So he's real good at those Hint hint uh, hint I, hint I...
2: <laughs> I will probably I will more than likely end up talking to him about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Did we like we touched base with you for just for a hot second, Chase. Like did, did you have anything else? On going, what on, you know, on your have wealth, like <laughs> Yes.
1: Oh. Um, no, I mean, you know. I've got a lot of irons in the fire right now. I have initiations coming up in September. I will probably be opening up another round of classes come October, because uh, mm. I'll pretty much be opening up for another round of classes immediately after that. Um, and um, now whether they'll start again in October is, you know, going to depend largely mm. on how many people sign up. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I'm hoping to get started again pretty quickly. I I hate starting like in the new year kind of deal and a lot of times mm-hmm. I have people because a lot of times what happens is I have people who are like oh let me revisit it in the new year after the holidays and I'm like yeah I'll never hear from you again
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> because nine times out of ten I'll never hear from them again um mm-hmm. so you know I'm like yeah no if we're gonna do it we're gonna go ahead and just start <laughs> rather mm-hmm. than you know maybe 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 uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, beyond that, you know, I've got um, I just have a lot of irons in the fire. It feels like I've um, the, my new place is still going fabulously. My new my new job position is still going fabulously. I'm busier than a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest um, <laughs> at work right now because uh, <laughs> I'm the I'm the the lead person for cu- the customer service department on a new project that the organization i work for is doing and like it's i don't get all of the details i just sort of have to react after stuff gets re uh stuff gets released so that's kind of challenging and intimidating um but uh also good uh in many ways because it lets me like really shine for my bosses um and you know Living that single life doing the important dog things and um, that's
2: really about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, are are oh my gosh, are Briar and Vicky gonna be in town when you're doing initiations? They,
1: they are.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: They are. So, so jealous. my students my students will get to meet Vicky. They will get to meet Mama E.
0: Oh, wow. Chase, you remind me when that is again. I mean, maybe off air, but uh, I would definitely love to be there.
1: Uh, yeah, I will. Search. I thought I'd sent a notification out, but maybe I didn't. Maybe Ken sent my notification out. No, I'm sure you did. <laughs> sometimes sometimes Ken gets very impatient for me to release notifications because like, I don't do it immediately. Mm. So he's like, here, here's a notification for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah, she uh she will be here, another one of our brothers, Briar will be here. Um I don't know who all else is coming right now. I know not Michael.
2: I cannot afford to make the trip right after having gone to uh, BTW. Where's my mm-hmm.
1: where's my little where's my little sad violin app?
2: Is it right is after,
1: after BTW, Michael? Is it the it's weekend after close
2: to being I don't think it's the weekend right after, but it's close. It's like maybe a week Uh, or two later.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, shoot. I I was going to say, if it's the weekend after, then you and I could just do a little road trip from BTW (laughs) to Portland. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool.
2: Girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: what was life
0: with my
1: uh. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah um, you know other than that like I don't really have anything I don't have anything either specific to to, to that's going on or I don't have anything that I can like actually mm-hmm. talk about yet mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. some of it is like stuff that like is either in the works or is just stuff that like I don't have any particular um details for yet. So, but yeah, uh lots of lots of fun things and exciting things hopefully coming down the pipeline.
2: Whew. We're all busy. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, that but... I would
1: necessarily I don't know that I would necessarily say that we're busy. I would say that we have a lot going on cuz mm. much like what mm. we were planning to talk about this evening, busy implies like Doing things to fill time instead of doing things to get stuff done mm
2: true, true All right, I like huh. that so you know go, going off of that, <laughs> so our topic for tonight is uh we you know I thought we would talk a little bit about event drop or as some other as some people know it uh con depression and how we deal with it, and you know while we're talking about it, maybe give you a few tips on that you could use. So let me first start by saying, you know, what is event drop? So event mm-hmm. drop is a feeling of intense, usually intense sadness after, well, intense sadness, loneliness, basically depressed, more depressed feelings after an event where you are highly stimulated. Lots of people normally encounter it, After going to a week-long festival or even just any festival, going to a, uh, like, Comic-Con or going to any extended gathering where you meet friends you see only once a year, you know, you get to have fun that you wouldn't normally have at your muggle or, you know, Monday-to-Friday job or whatever, and, you know, it can manifest itself in many different ways. Some people just put stuff off. You know, they you know they have something they're supposed to be doing, but they just you know, like, oh, I'll get to it a little bit later. I'll get to it a little bit later, and then four weeks pass, and you're like, crap, I've not gotten to what I need to get to. And some people end up just you know getting physically sick. So, yeah, you know, what what are you your thoughts on this? Oh, girl,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're talking about ourselves tonight. What do you girls think? <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty much where we have to come at it from is, is from a, a right. per, from a of personal experience. <laughs> I mean, so I tend to I, the the ways that I have experienced like post con depression or um, event drop um, is I usually experience them coming home from pagan events because that's most of the the convention style things that I've been to. Um, I don't tend to when I do go to comic book conventions, they tend to be, like, single-day events rather than, like, several days. So the the drop from those events is sometimes a little bit lower. Um, I personally tend to experience any kind of event drop in um, uh, more in places where I have experienced some form of altered state of consciousness. Um, I think I, I tend to, like, hit that hard – I tend to hit that more, rather – Um, so for example, you know, going into magical headspace, you know, going into places like PantheaCon or going to the, um, Council of Magical Arts, um, or, uh, you, you will in one way or another experience altered consciousness because you sort of have to, in order to like do magic, um, I also I also get uh, a little bit of event drop after I go to some of the pup events because like I am in an altered state of consciousness and then coming back out of that is sort of your I, I think probably some of it is brain chemistry where you're like oh oh now I have to like go back into normal like I worry about bills and food mode um, and that can be really hard Um the other thing I've seen or the other thing that I've personally experienced is that like a lot of times it's less for me anyway, it's less of a like sadness and more of a like frustration because oftentimes when you are fully immersed in these sorts of altered states of consciousness for extended periods of time and when you're sort of in these, you know, alternate, I guess, Modalities of being because you know, going to events like Pantheacon or um, CMA, you get, um, you know, the they have their own kind of economy, they have their own kind of schedule, you know, and you get into that sort of routine. And also in places like that, you tend to like these, tend to be places where you get like serious, you know, mental, emotional. And um spiritual breakthroughs, you know this is where we have the aha moments, right where we we glimpse some kind of enlightenment, mm. and then we have to go back home to our day job, and it's like, oh my God, this is so frustrating, this is so aggravating because like I have seen the universe, and now I have to go back to being just a tiny little spot on it, and that can be especially for me, can be really, really frustrating and so a lot of times what I experience in con drop more than anything is just like uh, why am I having to be why do I have to go back to being mundane why can't I just be in like magical space forever and you know the 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 beautiful part of that is realizing that like you are always in magical space um, and that you know that kind of coming to that kind of realization and being able to sort of integrate that sort of realization is one of the things that can be really helpful for like navigating back out of post-con depression is like, well, yeah, you know, I'm not near all of my friends and yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm having to like reintegrate myself into modern, into mundane society. But like, just because I have to be a part of, just because I have to function in mundane society doesn't mean that I have to be mundane and seen now that I've rambled on also drink water, <laughs> <laughs> drink, water. <laughs> drink water bitch drink water
2: mm.
1: if you're angry drink water
0: yeah I I mean I, I I agree uh 100% I for me like uh I'm thinking about actually the only only real pagan con I've been to is BTW or between the worlds uh that I go uh regularly um and uh yeah, usually it's um I almost always have some sort of like ragey <laughs> something happens, you know, uh like immediately after leaving um the campgrounds or um something that they do at BTW is they actually set up wards uh for people uh while we're there and then uh at the end of the event when they uh release the wards, they the idea is that you're sending you're kinda of um, holding some of that protection on your way home, get you to get you home, but also for it to dissipate slowly off of you, so that you don't get like too much of a, a like a, a rug burn, you know, <laughs> as you land. Um, mm. But it's even even with that, it's uh, it could be rough, you know. I'm I'm I remember like um, there used to be much more people from New York that we would go every year, and unfortunately, we had some deaths and. You know, and the community has like changed a little bit or evolved. Um, but we used to all cram into a big old church van together and just, you know, drive down and drive down. It, you know, a bunch of queens in a church van can always be a little, a little, um, lots of reading happening, right? But, <laughs> um, but, you know, it was always like getting there, right? So it was always that excitement of getting there that like um, was the focus. But then uh, I remember almost, I went, maybe not always, but many times after leaving, we would hold on to the feels and we would hold on to the insights. Right. But then, um, you know, it's a long drive back to New York from Ohio and uh, there would inevitably be at least one moment or one triggering moment where like everyone just kind of goes off, <laughs> you know, it's uh, I think it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot to, I, and part of I, I think uh, Chase, you hit the nail on the head with the idea of like mind altering or um, insight receiving. Right. So it's kind of like, this moment um this moment to see from a different perspective or as it is or and then to have to even be faced with the thought of returning right not maybe not even being back yet but the, the face of the thought of returning uh can be really tough you know it could be really tough and, and jolting um i don't know I, i'm also like thinking about like pride season being over and uh I think if you, especially if you're working on, um, and, you know, Michael, you might experience this too after organizing an events like Stone and Stang. It's like when it's, you know, 100% complete and all the guests have left and everyone's given their thank yous and I'll keep in touches. It could feel almost like, you know, you, there's organs missing, you know, that were there before, you know, it just feels very empty and, and sometimes in a, a jolting or startling way, you know. So I think that's something about. I mean, I was I was kind of rambling about it before, but I I think that's something about what I'm maybe experiencing less and less now. But especially the the week after, uh, you know, Pride Month was completed and, and uh, our parade was um, our march was on, on the uh, on the last day of the month or the last Sunday of the month. So it was, it just kind of all of a sudden, you know, like especially this year. I mean, we talked about it a little bit with the corporate, but there was so such a barf of um of rainbows everywhere in Manhattan. All the corporates were like rainbowing it up and literally like overnight uh they were taken down, you know? So it's almost like you are thrown back in to the work that I did was completed and there's nothing to do about it anymore and then all of a sudden all the rainbows are gone. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, was, it was it was very jolting for me. And then even like um you know, I I, I teach I'm one of the um Although I officially retired this year, so that's, that's something I want to talk about too. But um, you know, I, I march every year, or I have marched every year with uh, PMB or Pumur Movement uh, Builders, which is a, um, uh, a a group of API LGBTQ uh, identified and allies uh, drummers. Uh, we actually play Pumur, which is a Korean uh, drumming tradition, uh, and it's it's. Um it's part of my legacy I, I i i was the the first spark that kind of started it and would gather people towards it but um it's uh it's you know to after doing all that work uh for it to be over like you know during the month we were just seeing each other regularly and reconnecting with people you only see once a year that kind of a feel, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we're not seeing each other you know um yeah so yeah it 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 could feel like it could feel very um, lonely, you know. I I, I think um, maybe one of the other reasons why this might be too like often um, like in these spaces we feel more safe, right? Like whether like in my in my scenario <laughs> I was I was amongst like queer API POC um, um, uh, folks that I that I trust, right? And then we're we're kind of um, coming together for this one vision of 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 drum and dance together, uh, to show our pride. Um, and then in the scenario of like, uh, a pagan, um, like, um, a pagan gathering, you know, just like, uh, for many people, you go there and this is, you, you might not be out anywhere else except for during that week, you know, and maybe online, but, um, uh, and then going from a place of safety and then immediately, leaving without some sort of like, um, tools in place, you know, suddenly you feel very vulnerable or you, or you might even feel, um, attacked. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I feel like that's all like, I feel like all that gets mixed into what, what we're calling a vent drop, which is, um, I'm realizing is actually a pretty, pre- probably a very prevalent experience. <laughs> How about you, Michael? How have you experienced event drop?
2: Oh gosh. So I, I definitely have experienced it from the jumping back into the non-pagan world after being at a festival, Uh, and, gosh, definitely, like, when, how do I say this? Something Chase had said, you know, popped in my head when he was talking about it, the you know, they have a schedule of events. They, You know, they have a schedule for the day when you're at a gathering. And it's been my experience that at any sort of, like, extended gathering, oftentimes it feels like, you know, time just kind of slows down. And say you're halfway through the week and or halfway through the event, and you're like, have we really only been here? you know, a couple of days, it feels like we've been here longer. Mm. (laughs) And then when it gets to the end of the week, you're like, oh my God, that went by way too fast. Like time slows down and then it speeds the fuck up. (laughs) And you're like, where did the time go? And that has definitely been my experience that, and that can be very jarring for a lot of people. You know, you get, and it, I think it also ties into something you said where you feel safe, you feel comfortable in this hmm. situation, in this event, or in this space. And you let down a lot of your guards. Right. You're more open. Right. You're more open, you're more raw. And then when it's time to go, you don't want to, you know, feel everything back up. You want to be as open as you were. Then that goes back to what Chase was saying. You know, you have seen the universe and now you have to go back to being a tiny speck. And that that has definitely been my experience with almost any gathering, you know, I've been to. And, you know, I I feel like that might be the experience of a lot of people for, you know, like this year, like at the end of Pride, you know, we had this month, month long pride and that might be every year for some people. You have this month long celebration of being yourself, of being your true authentic self. And at the end of the month some people have to be shoved back into a mold that doesn't fit anymore. No, that's profound, Michael. Yeah, I agree. It it kind of makes me think of that meme that I see sometimes. It's usually around Pride season or whenever something's going on uh, where people are like, do we really need Pride? Where it talks about the saddest part of Pride is being on the train home and seeing people slowly taking off their rainbows, their glitter. Because the further and further they get away from the city and the celebration, the less and less Safe. They are. Mm. Uh,
1: and yeah, that's real talk, yeah. girl.
0: No, that is <laughs> absolutely.
1: Yeah, that is some extremely real talk. Mm. Mm. That's actually part of
0: what I enjoy about, like, I'm, right now I'm living in the Bronx. And I, 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 you know, for folks that don't know, I mean, you know, when, when people think about New York City, they, they're usually thinking about Manhattan. <laughs> like one borough out of like five you know so there are uh, many of the outer boroughs uh, have in- incredible communities but many of these communities you know like all communities have like little microcosms of their own social issues and of course amongst them are transphobia racism and like homophobia as well so yeah there's sometimes when you do live far out from the city and when you're like kind of like all like swooping in like flying in to the center it's incredible to see, right, all these people, like, even in your own train stop, right, that you're like, oh, wow, like, I see lots of rainbows, like, what, you know, or there's, like, a specks of rainbows here and there, and you're like, wow, I see you, and you see me, and this is great, you know? So, like, the way in, like, people putting on the rainbows on the way in has always become this, like, building of, of energy, but, yeah, for sure, going back home. Although, to be honest, often when I'm going back home, I am – it's very late. I'm a little tipsy, and I'm I'm in in a, in a cab, you see.
2: <laughs> uh, so I see it less.
0: <laughs> oh, adulting. Oh. I know, bougie adulting, right? Uh, but, yeah, so I, I I remember those moments when it was like, oh. And then there's the there's awkward moments when I've been in those moments where I'm like, kind of like, yay, and then people are just like, yo, tone it down. You know what I mean? Like some of my friends might be like, uh, oh, yeah, maybe we should, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, oops, yeah, you're right. And then just being reminded, reminded that your safety is still an issue, right? Like that, that can be really, uh, sobering, right? And it could also just be, um, like it it, it can, uh, you know, it, I, I, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very powerful image that you've left us with, Michael, for sure. Well, I, I mean, like. I'm not sure if uh, we want to transition, but do uh, like how, how have you you two like been able to? Um, I don't know, like uh, what has been your responses like maybe effective or ineffective to to event drop? I don't know, like what has worked, what has not worked for for the two of you?
1: Oh gosh, I mean you know finding little ways to reincorporate whatever it is that you're missing mm. is a really good way to do that for one. And that can, be, that can be real super hard. Like, I'm not going to lie, that can be very difficult to do. But, like, it's also one of those, like, you really kind of have to do this or you are going to have a bad time. You know, try to in some way, shape, or form to, you know, for those of us, you know, for example, who are attending a magical event, um, how can you take this magical event and be – Uh, You know, how can you take the energy from this magical event and like integrate that into your daily mundane life? Mm -hmm. What, what, what ways, what ways do you have to do that in, you know, or um, to, I don't know, you know, go and go and be and do things like one of the things that also can be really isolating when you're coming out of an event like this is like the fact that, you know, don't just stay in your house. Like if you feel yourself starting to sort of succumb to that kind of event drop, like get out of your house and go and do a thing. It doesn't matter what that thing is necessarily, but go and do that thing, you know, um, leave your house, go outdoors, hug a tree, something, you know, go, go chill outdoors in nature. You know, I am not one of those people who is ever going to recommend that, like, if you're sad, you should just go hug a tree. Don't have – don't take antidepressants because, like, fuck that shit. But, like, yeah. seriously, go outside and hug a tree. You know, mm-hmm. um, find – find a thing to do. Find a thing to do. Find somewhere to go, something – you know, somewhere to be, something to do. Um, it's not – it's not that hard. You can do it.
2: Hmm. I know for me, I've always found, like, you know, going back to going to festivals or gatherings or something like that, giving yourself a buffer day, like when you ask off for the time for work to go to said event or said gathering, giving myself a day to decompress, a day to like physically as I'm putting away my camping gear or my knickknacks and stuff that I took with me or that I bought, taking that time and just sitting and well, not sitting cause you won't get anything done. Um, taking the time and, you know, just remembering and appreciating all these items and all the fun or all the joy I had at the event and, you know, just, it's almost like reviewing and peeling. You know, it's a practice that we teach in the Enneagram path seeing, you know, okay, this is a great thing. You know, I'm very happy with this now to, you know, peel back and just kind of, I guess it's not really like reviewing and peeling because then you're, Oh yeah. no,
1: it's, it's definitely like, why am I feeling like this?
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's definitely something that I've usually tried to do whenever I go to an event, uh, Sometimes I can't do that because, oh, they need me right back at work as soon as I get back or something like that. But I find, you know, if, you know, after a week or so of being back in the normal world, normal, quote unquote, normal, um, sometimes (laughs) just like reaching out to a friend who has mutual, who has mutual experiences or something like that, someone who I really trust. And just talking with them, and if I'm feeling sad or needing to vent, usually it's some. Usually, if I'm talking to them, they are fully understand. You know, okay, needs to vent, needs to, you know, get out these emotions. But of course, you know, always make sure you know don't just dump something on someone, expecting them to be willing to take on whatever you're wanting to unload on them. Consent. Oh God!
1: Yeah, please don't do that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and you know doing a me night is always good. If a week or two after you've been back to the grind and you feel down, you know, set so, so so sometimes Be like I need this time. No one bother me. I'll talk to y'all later or talk to you tomorrow. Take a Maybe. freaking bubble bath. Maybe. <laughs> Take a freaking bubble bath, order a pizza. Mm, do whatever pizza. you need to do, oh, girl. Uh, do, whatever, do whatever you need to do that helps you relax. That helps you feel more grounded, I guess. Yeah, which Treat you know, grounding is also yeah, you know, grounding <laughs> is also a good thing to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, what, what about mean, you, Chris? Oh, Chris, go ahead. Sorry, go I ahead, mean Chase. what I was
1: what I was going to say is you know it's it's important to be gentle with yourself also, especially if you know you've just come from a like if you've just come from a a a pagan gathering or pagan event where like, as is often the case with things like stone and Stang, as we were talking about earlier, where this is big, heavy lifting kind of work. Like we're going to like, Hey, we're going to go through, we're going to like do shadow work people. This is not the kind of work that you do. And then go back to your nine to five job, completely just unfeeling unscathed and at ease. That is not the way this works. That is not the way any of this works. So it is important to be able to kind of figure out a way to kind of come back from that safely and and, and easily and, you know, to be gentle with yourself in the coming back from that. That's it. That's all.
0: Hmm. That right. makes sense.
1: Because, I mean, in addition, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't do you any good if you're, uh, you know, if you're, you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, you know, I should be stronger. I should be better. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. And all that does is congratulations, you've just undone all of the work that you went through this event to do. You know what I mean, like well, that didn't do anybody any good <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm. you know i'm I'm listening to i'm I'm you know I'm having this conversation with the two i I'm realizing that i I'm not very good at this, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking about my experiences and I'm thinking about all the times. I've experienced event drop and the things I've done and I realize it's hard you know I mean I I know we chose this topic because it's a thing right and we know it's worth talking about but I guess I'm just realizing really really being confronted with the idea that I feel like I haven't been good about dealing with event drop I mean I, I've over the years I've put things in place I'm sure help but um over the years I've, I've put things in place but i I realized that it's I I think I'm becoming more and more aware of like how much of a thing it is. It actually is, you know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and I, I, I I always just, it's just like, I remember when I was thinking about the topic, I was like, Oh, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a bad hangover, but I'm like, I'm really no, it's, you know, yes. But you know, it's so much more. A couple, a couple of things that we spoke about already are kind of ringing true for me. And like, I remember Michael used, used an image of this idea of, a mold that we hold in the, uh, in the real world. Right. And then coming back from a, coming back from like a gathering or something that we, where we are growing and being expected to fit in that mold again is, um, uh, frankly ridiculous. Right. It doesn't make sense. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I was just kind of thinking about ways that, um, maybe I could be more gentle with myself and better about this kind of return, you know, I don't know, one thing I thought about is, you know, I think it also occurs to me that like uh yes it, it sucks to come back from vacation, but often these events that we're going to are are almost like a working vacation, right? I mean we go there, we have a great time, uh but because of the growth aspect and because of the um the the learning that we do, it it, it we uh, it, it is like a working vacation. You're not you're not just going there and just kind of flopping out on a beach, you know. So I I think for that reason it's um we're busy we're busy during uh, these like events or like uh, pagan pe- pe- gatherings. So no I I I guess like. I'm I'm I guess I'm like processing and thinking like, you know, approaching it as a vacation or like, you know, that moment when you're on Monday morning and you're like, Oh yeah, I, you come in with this great tan and you're like, Oh my god, why am I here? you know? <laughs> um mm-hmm. but it's like that it's like that exponentially like more, you know, because not only did I come back with a great tan or or whatever, um, I was very busy. You know, I did a lot of work that I maybe don't have opportunities to do work on while I'm here. Uh, so reintegrating, it can be, I guess it's just becoming more and more clear to me that it's, it's that much more of a challenge. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I don't know. A couple of things that I thought about was, um, that I wonder, I wonder how i mean, or or I've done in the past, maybe I could be more effective about is one, like, um, remember my first pagan gathering, it, it really felt like, I kind of, like, you know, I, I, I um, walked into it, like, with a child's eyes, right? It was this eye of wonder, and I was just like, wow, and there's, like, you know, free candy everywhere, like, that kind of a feel, uh, but I think one of the reasons that I had such a severe event drop was that I kind of stayed in that state uh, for most of it, you know, this idea of... Um, wow, this is like, you know, um, perfect, right? And then this idea of perfection being um, taken from you. Um, so, I mean, one one thing I like to do uh, is to actually not forget the normal world while I'm at conventions, but actually take moments to remember the normal world a little bit. So it's kind of like a, a bleeding into. So I, I'm I'm letting the normal world bleed in a little bit, and I'm and then it's like I guess this process, you know. So instead of just kind of sitting around thinking about, oh my God, I got all those TPS reports to fill out when I get back. Like ways I've done this is like kind of taking moments to when I'm having this this high moment, high energy moment of like just amazing, delicious, juicy queer love goodness. I might send some of the excess off to my normal world you know whether it's to bless my community or whether it's uh, or send it like into the future me maybe the week after you know just to um create that safety bubble a little bit more let's see i you know it's kind of funny because like all the things the two of you were saying like we shouldn't do i feel like i do often and i, I agree with you it's not effectively this idea usually when i get back i i've definitely worked in the buffer time after but then often I find myself, like, isolated, you know, and I find myself kind of, quote, unquote, like, guarded from the outside world, but at the same time, I'm not really having a way to – not actively reintegrating, like, what I've brought back with me. So I, I, I like what, uh, what, what you said about, like, having someone to talk to, especially someone that really gets it, you know. Like, me telling my girlfriend or my work wife, right, Hey, you know, I just got back and it was amazing and I feel a little like disoriented. If they're not if they've never been to like a a pagan gathering or they've never been to like an intense spiritual week of some sort, like they might not really get the level of how disorienting it is, you know? So maybe having a buddy with you from from the gathering. And then I I'm trying to figure out like I'm maybe just something that we could talk about too, is like I I really feel resonate with the idea of like the mold idea and trying to um I'm wondering how we can like preemptively like put these things in place you know so like I think I've done that in a way with the buffer time for me uh but what are some ways that we could preemptively have a larger mold maybe even just a little bit larger right uh waiting for us so that we we if we know right oh hey I'm going to have like a new set of wings when I get back <laughs> um like having a mold with wings, I'm not sure i'm I'm not sure if you guys have some thoughts on that. Oh, sorry, one other thing, so I mentioned like the real world bleeding into the convention a little bit, but i I know like a lot of our brothers at b t w uh do this like you know uh, one of the things that they give you is it's this kind of like annual thing, but they give you uh, a bracelet one of those rubber bracelets, rubber silicone bracelets, and then many people they wear it uh while and if they can obviously you know but if it's safe enough and if it's like Okay, in their in their work setting, but they they wear it. They don't take it off because throughout the whole week, you're usually wearing it, and it's like a security thing. It's also like so that we can identify each other from a distance. But uh, you know, a lot of brothers don't take it off even when they go home for a while until they feel like slowly reintegrated in. Um, So sometimes um, having that that item or that moment uh, to just remember that. Hey, yes, it was amazing time, and no, it wasn't just a dream. It was real, and all those lessons that you brought back are also real. And it's okay, it's okay to like take time in integrating them. Like you don't have to come back and start a revolution necessarily. And I think like uh, being gentle with yourself and self care are definitely huge. But um, like all these things resonate as true for me. But I'm realizing also that I've been pretty bad about it.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's interesting, but I'm kind of like really fixing on this idea of a mold and coming back and uh, allotting for growth in that mold. So I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, though. I mean, do you two have any thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I always have thoughts. <laughs> I mean, whether they're relevant or not is entirely immaterial. Um, no, I mean, so, you know, remembering, you know, you, what you you know, you, you brought up a really good point, which is, you know, that to having having some kind of a memento as it were um mm. that like this is a thing that happened this is actually a thing that you did you know those kinds of things can be really important and really helpful in like you know proper i guess maybe properly experiencing that sort of event if that's if that's a thing um but to to really be able to um go back to To go back to your, you know, normal nine to five job life and be able to recapture or continue feeling, as it were, that that energy that you felt during the event. Mm. Um, Even if it's something that like, I don't know, might be just something that you have that you can look at as opposed to necessarily like something you can wear. Um. That can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that I, I think I still have them somewhere, the um, the bracelets that we actually had for the first Stone and Stang. I think I still have the ones that I had somewhere. I, I couldn't tell you where they are now, um, but I'm, I do know that when I got home from Stone and Stang, it was uh, very important for me to have them um, because, like, that event for me was one of the first ones of its kind that I had ever been to. I mean, at that point, I'd never really even heard of, like, Between the Worlds. Um, And the only experience I had previous to that was going to um, CMA, which is, while great, um, not the same kind of an event. Um, It tends towards being perhaps a little more, um, what's the word I want here? Um, uh, Sometimes it can feel a little bit more like um, uh, it's made for plagans. You know, um, and there's nothing wrong with the, You know, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with people who want to just go out and have a good time. There's, you know, don't, I know I'm, I probably sound awful, but you know, it's, it's true. It's, there's nothing wrong with going out and having a good time. Um, there needs to be a place for that kind of thing too, where, you know, if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do, you have the, you have the space for it. You have the opportunity to do it. I think where I tended to sort of, uh, where that sort of tended to rub me the wrong way was when that was all that was available.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know, that makes me think a little bit about uh, PSG, uh, Pagan Spirit Gathering Chase. It was a week-long event, something like CMA gatherings back-to-back. And you, you get all sorts of mementos from PSG. They give you a spirit bag with herbs that they harvested from Circle Sanctuary you get a wristband or you have it on your ankle and that is that basically tells security you're supposed to be there Um, and whatever you purchase throughout the event. Um, But there's also, you know, like you were saying, there's people that go and it is their vacation. That Mm -hmm. is all they do. They don't go, they don't go to workshops. They don't do this. They don't do that. They're just there to fellowship and have a good time, which is awesome. You know, they can't do this they can't do this normal stuff in their everyday life, so they do it here and awesome uh but then you also have the people that go like they go to as many workshops as they can and whatnot, and they get all the flyers, they get all the handouts, they have all these notes, and you know it's whatever you want to make the event mm-hmm. having a good balance I think is important for any event, but you know that does a little tangent. But going back to the having mementos, something that I've done at almost every spiritual gathering I've been at has has been like getting ashes from the main sacred fire and having that mm-hmm. on my altar. And when I was mentioning the band earlier, you know, kind of like what Chris had said, you know, we get a band when we go to BTW and some Brothers were like year round. The ones that you got from PSG were not meant, really not meant, to be worn for longer than a week ish. There's some people who still have on bands from two years ago. What? Ew. (laughs) Sorry. Ew. Mm -mm. Ew. It it gets washed. (laughs) It gets washed Mm -mm. and whatnot. Like it's Mm -mm. not. It's not dirty. But (laughs) Mm, okay. But you know, for some for some people. For some people, it was they kept it on, they tried to keep it on for the full year. And when they got their new one, they it was clipped off and the new one was put in its spot. Mm-hmm. I what mean,
1: I mean, I recognize that that is a thing that people do, but like my little Virgo, like neat freak brain goes, <laughs> ah, no, jerf. Eh. So, you know, um, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's definitely going to be one of those cases of your mileage may vary.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, ain't no way. I, I mean, honestly for me, like, and perhaps this is just one of those, like I'm, I'm on the autism scale. I don't like having stuff on my body for very long. So like the first thing I do mm-hmm. when I get home is I tend to cut bands off. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. Nope, this is a constrictive piece of clothing. This is going to go right fucking now. Um, mm. so, you know, I hear where that might be good, but also kind of gives me the crawling heebies. Um, which is understandable. <laughs> Just, ooh girl. <laughs>
2: but, but, you know, it, 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 it all goes back to that, you know, having a memento and, yeah. you know, veering away from like the spiritual aspect, people who get photos with like their favorite comic book stars or Mm. photos with someone who they look up to and having that in a frame or something like that goes back to, I can't remember which one of you said it, having something to look at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Probably me. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was you.
1: (laughs) I can, I I can be occasionally I can be witty.
0: I think like, you know, we mentioned like uh, having these things on our bodies or maybe somewhere at home, but let's say if you are an office uh, worker, then you could have, if you could find a way to uh, bring something to your work desk, right? Or your workspace uh, might be a good mm-hmm. way for you because I think many times when we might be triggered by this experience, like maybe in a work work setting. So that could be one way to kind of connect it to a little bit instead of like, as opposed to like fortifying yourself at home or only feeling safe at home, like maybe bringing that experience or little little reminders to your desk space or whatever it might be. Yeah. Other ways. You
1: know, we could get creative. We're, we're pagans. We know how to craft. <laughs> get crafty. I don't know what you're talking about, but I feel like I'm being called out right now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm saying, listen, Chase, cut
0: the band off, but then make it into like an art piece, you know?
1: <laughs>
2: mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see about that. Mm. Like functional art, you know? <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I i will have to tell you about some of the art pieces i've seen from uh <laughs> from psg that people have made from mementos that uh and whatnot but i feel like that will you know be a tangent <laughs> and we've, we've oh, had please. a few already <laughs> right um
1: <laughs> moving moving slightly back onto topic um one of the one of the things that I have had that is really like helpful for me in sort of integrating back into like mundane life again, especially, you know, given given coming from the context of like attending a spiritual gathering of some kind, is to really like lean into your spiritual practices because it can be very easy and very tempting when you come home and you're feeling sad and you're feeling depressed because suddenly you are re isolated from your tribe. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Humans are being, humans are very wired to like be social. And so when we feel cut off from our people, it, it's very psychologically not great for us. So, you know, really lean into your spiritual practices a whole lot. If you're, if you're feeling sad because you're not around your people, like go do some meditation, you know, go burn a candle, go say, go burn some incense, you know, and say a prayer for your people or talk to your gods you know, use that as your, use that as motivation to, like, really lean into your spiritual practices.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice, Chase. I know that I often find myself, like, if I don't plan ahead, I, I, like, on the way home, right, I'm just like, oh my god, all these insights, I'm just going to be, like, a 24-7, like, witch from now on, you know, and then you have this, like, image of, like, what life is going to be like, and then, like, when this Experience of like, you know, the when the depression sets in or when the event drop sets in, um, it's kind of hard to plan your recovery while you're in it. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's great advice. I, I know that I've always felt challenged in like, in actually going back to the spiritual practice after. But then I think if you kind of have it set up to do that afterwards, you know, I think that's maybe one way you could do it. Even if you maybe like while you're still on the ground or while you're still there. Uh, if you kind of do like maybe a little mini commitment to the ancestors or to the gods that you work with to maybe light a candle, like a little tea light like every night for a week or something, you know? So that, that way it's, not, it's again, it's kind of connecting you back to the experience of the event as opposed to, okay, th- I'm feeling like this. So let me do this. I wonder if that, that could be helpful for like kind of like a soft, a soft departure instead, as opposed to like a, su- a sudden one.
2: Possibly. I mean, one <laughs> thing to remember I, I feel like I cut Chase off. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to say um, one thing to remember, you know, with everything that we've been saying, it's really you have to find what works for you. Right. You know, we're, we're all going to react differently. We're all going to need different things in order to recover from event drop or con depression. And it's really just kind of trial and error until you find what works best for you.
1: Yep, pretty much. Your mileage will vary.
2: You know, do do either of you have any you know last-minute things you want to add? I feel like we could just keep going and going. <laughs> and <laughs> what? We have, we have, Us? We have, love
1: the sound we, of our own voices?
2: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I just love the sound of your voice, Chase.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I like listening <laughs> to you.
1: That's why I talk. I talk so you talk. <laughs> Lord, don't tell me that. You never get me to shut up. Yeah. You know, I just, I feel like, to me, I feel like, again, the the thing, one of the things that's really important to kind of keep in mind for yourself and keep in mind for, like, when you're in this is just, like, know that even people who have been, you know, even people who have been doing this sort of thing for a really long time get that. And so, like, because I, I know there's always people who are like, oh, yeah, but, you know... I feel like, you know, I should be more spiritually evolved or what the fuck ever. And it's like, "Mm, no bitch, that's not how this works. You can even, even the like big name pagans of the world get post con drop. That is the nature of the beast. And if you're engaging with the work and you're engaging with your tribe and you're doing the things, you're going to experience stuff like that. It's just really what's really important is knowing how to deal with the aftermath. Truth bomb.
2: Do you have anything to add, Chris?
0: I guess I'm just thinking like, you know, whenever we're talking about something that's like um, like unpleasant, right? I, I, I guess there's always a question of like, well, why do it? And I think something like one thing that's occurring to me is that um, we, we go to these events because there's value, you know, and this is kind of part of, this is this is the impact, right, of our experience at these cons, like the growth, the freedom, the safety that we feel. We we, I guess I'm realizing that the discomfort that we feel when we return is part of the experience of the con, and it's not, uh, although it could be unpleasant. I feel like it's still important, right? And I and then in many real ways, um, experiences like this are what change our world outside of the con little by little. You know, it's just how the ripples. Uh, the impact of an event uh, impact the community at large. So I say lean in, you know, lean in. I think find, find ways for sure, um, you know, I, I, I'm all about planning. So, like, <laughs> I, I suggest, like, if you don't have some, like, um, tools to do this now, if you find any suggestions that we've mentioned that apply, then please use them. And then maybe plan, plan it in ahead of time so that way you're not deciding on how to counter it in the moment. But then also just holding the truth that um, this discomfort, this growth, is what what our work is all about. The truth, the truth of the experience of, of these conventions, are what we want to bring out into the world. And this, these are like subtle small changes that we want to make in the world as well. So yeah, if you have the power and if you have the safety, I invite you to lean in. Lean in because this is what it's
2: all about. I have nothing to add. You know, we're coming. We are coming to the you know the closing of the show, and <laughs> we would like to thank every. Evan- Everyone who is listening right now, you know, we hope you will continue to walk this path with us. please leave us a rating, leave us a comment on this episode or in the show in general, on whatever platform you're listening. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at Walking the path at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at walking_underscore_theup, underscore the UP, and you can find us on Facebook at facebookcom slash walking the path. I love you both so very much. Oh. I I love you too. You know it was it was a lot of fun, and I think we had a lot of good talking points for some people. Yep. I hope you. Now
0: now you can edit it, Mike, It'll be like more intelligent.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I will try. (laughs) I love y'all. Ooh,
1: that was some shade. (laughs) Love you too. Good night, love (laughs) bugs. Bye. Bye.